Welcome to Prop Chat. We are here to talk about property, the ups, the downs, and how you can get started in property investing. And now, here's your host, Dave McGlashan. Hello and welcome to Prop Chat. I'm Dave McGlashan, your host, and I'm sitting here today on my own because we want to trial a new format. Very exciting. We're calling this um, Monday Mentorship, and it's coming out in the same format that all the other all our other episodes are going to come out, but what we wanted to do is we wanted to trial a new format where we spend a little bit more time around content, a little more time around giving you some tools and tips and tricks to getting started in property investing. And we wanted to sort of test this out because the idea is that eventually we get this up to a weekly podcast, but in order to do that, we need to have a few different types of shows we can run. Um, obviously, the interview formats and Meet the Investors, one of them. Um, the Coaching with myself and Lawrence is the other one. This is the next one we want to test and try and see see what your feedback is. If you have any requests or if you have any feedback, please do let us know. You can email me. My email is going to be in the show notes. But the reason we started Monday Mentorship is because myself and Andrew Walker, we, we launched a bit of a training course. It's a 12-week intense course it's Andrew Walker's property coach and you can view everything online at the prop, at propertycoach.online I'll put a link again in the show notes it's it's a 12-week course that we put together to help aspiring property investors get into property investing and get started on their journey because it's a holistic view and I'll talk about it later in this episode where it's there's a lot to change there's a lot to grow and understanding property investing knowing some strategies is part of it so this is why we want to do this it's it's not to teach you how to do the strategies it's not to give you everything you need to do to go into rent to rent but it's to give you a bit of an idea a bit of a thought a bit of inspiration on how to do it we'll in this Monday mentorships we'll go through some more deals as well actually run practical deal examples and try and explain how we think about property and property investing so I want to get into the first section which is really rent to rents and rent to rents are really fun strategy it's a really nice example of strategy that you can use in property investing to get out started out nice and early at the end of the day one of the reasons I like it it's fairly simple it's fairly commonplace to use in the a broader market and the the basis of the idea is this that i rent something from someone else i and i rent it out to another person for more so in property obviously we're talking about houses here right we can rent out a five-bed house we can put some students in there and we collect rents from the students we pay rent to the landlord as long as we're collecting more rent than we're paying that's pretty much the strategy here it's it's hugely commonplace i mean you can look at uh, construction industries you can look at hotels there's millions of industries that use this exact strategy and it forms the foundation of the entire business model and the reason it's nice is because you require very little capital up front but it really does solve it, an immediate cash flow need, which a lot of students need. And a lot of people really need to solve that immediate cash flow issue. So I want to start getting into this and exactly how this works. And to do this, we want to talk about a bit of a practical example. Most of my coaching clients are using this in the student accommodation sector, which is great and fun. But there's obviously some risks and challenges to deal with in that space. But at the end of the day, if you look at a simple example where you're renting to students. Now, students are willing to pay in, in the major hubs. Um, there by Vitz, uh, UJ, University of Cape Town, all of those places, rents for, for a shared bed varies from about 3000 all the way up to 5000 for a 
two beds in a room and all they're renting is a bed and they're sharing the room with another student. So it's really a viable strategy to go for. And as long as you can rent the rooms in for cheaper than you rent them out, then you'll be doing very well. So I want to get into some examples. And if you look at a four-bed house sort of near the good university and you can maybe convert a lounge into a fifth bed, then you could have 10 beds to rent out so that's a really good example that we're going to quickly dive through and talk about and again it's not it's not a tactic that you should be going and deploying straight away it's really a tactic that you need to learn more about so if you look at a very simple example where we have a four bed house and a lounge that we can convert so we've got 10 beds and maybe we're renting that property in at eighteen thousand rand a month if we rent out 10 beds because two beds per room you've got the four bedrooms and the lounge that's 30,000 rand rent incoming per month you can then pay your landlord with a due you pay your some extra fees some maybe electricity rates taxes um, definitely internet and some cleaning services maybe you had to do a bit of renovation to get the property in the right condition and you've got to pay some debt um, you definitely would probably have to furnish for students and you'd have some debt over there but if you if you're on the downside and you say that you can rent it in at 18,000 rand and you've maybe got 6,000 rand with expenses that means you've got 24,000 rand going out and 30,000 rand coming in every month that's 6,000 rand positive cash flow that you can work with now obviously students have a, a bit of a challenge to them because they generally rent for 10 months there's ways around that but that's the general rule of thumb so that's that's something you'll have to factor into your numbers the other side of it is you can obviously look at professional tenants. You can look at young professionals and they will rent for 12 months quite happily as long as you're providing the right quality of service. They might rent for a little bit more per bed, but they'd be less willing to share. So in the same example, maybe you can rent out to professional tenants for 5,000 rand a month and then we've got five rooms. And so now we can only make 25,000 rand because they're not going to share like students would. As long as that is is more than our expenses, and maybe our expenses will drop because professionals will require less services than students would. They also might require less furnishings, that sort of thing. And maybe our expenses drop down to twenty three, and we're pulling twenty five. Then it's only two thousand rand cash flow, but that's the that's cash flow that you didn't have to put a lot of money down for. And that's that's really one of the upsides of the strategy. Rent to rent is really nice when you don't have cap. A, capital you don't have a lot of capital where you don't have affordability or on your list of priorities cash flow is king and cash flow is one of the most important things that you have in your goals then this is a really nice strategy for that because you can get straight into a deal and within two three months you can be having you can have positive cash flow so that's really one of the upsides it's really affordable to get into a strategy like this it's really easy it's it's really not a complicated strategy. You're not negotiating. You're not signing installment sale agreements that are binding you for five, 10 years. You're signing some leases. And most people who are getting into property investment have at least signed a lease before they got into property investment. So you have a bit of an expectation of how that works. The downside is that there's quite a bit of management involved here. Um, because there's not a lot of margin, you generally have to end up self-managing. I mean, if you look at the student example, if you could find someone to manage your students, let's say they took out 10%, which is which would be very low, then that's 3,000 rand of the expenses off of that 30,000 rand income. So 
you'll probably have to end up self-managing this. And this is something that you'll have to then factor in and go, well, this is now the risk I have to take. And this is how the effort I have to put in. Is the return worth my time? There's ways to improve it, get tenants to self-manage, get tenants to manage each other, give one of the tenants a reduced rent so then they're in charge of, you know, chasing the other student, the other tenants who aren't paying rents, fixing minor issues, reporting, dealing with handymen, that sort of thing. So that's one way to sort of help your time. The other the other downside is you are essentially signing a lease on a property and you are li- you are liable to pay that lease. And you, regardless of what rents you're collecting, you've made a commitment to a landlord to pay that rent. So you really need to cover yourself and cover your cover your assets and make sure that you're protected and you're managing that risk. And that's really one of the things. Um, it is a strategy that's slightly harder to get into. It is a strategy that can pose a bit of challenges if you don't understand the economics of it. And if if you want to get into this industry, if you want to get into the strategy, my suggestion is understand what are your goals? Because the last thing you want to do is build an entire portfolio on rent-to-rent because it can be a fairly short-term strategy. It can be a strategy that can stop working three months from now. If your landlords just say, we don't want to sublet anymore, then your strategy is dead. So really understand that you need clear exits and that's one of the challenges you have to get in place. And that's my, that's why my suggestion is get around someone who can, who's done this before, get around someone who's understands the strategy and can walk you through the process because that way you'll be better equipped to do the strategy yourself. Um, for me, I, I really, I encourage a lot of students to start here. I encourage a lot of my coaching clients to start in this industry because most people who come into property have a cash flow issue. And if you don't have cash flow, then you can't afford bonds. So trying to pick up a buy to let or trying to pick up a flip when you have zero affordability is going to be very challenging for you. So my suggestion is think about that consciously and figure out that where this is going to work and how this is going to help you along, how this is going to get you moving forward into property, not necessarily be the be all and end all of your strategy, but that's that's my suggestion. It's a great way to get started in the industry, but I wouldn't build an entire portfolio of this. And that's that's rent to rent. It's a really great strategy that you can use. It's a really good tactic that you can deploy. It's very simple to understand and very simple to explain. So this is why I started with rent to rent in this Monday mentorship. It's easy to absorb and talk to talk about. So my suggestion is, if you want, we can take this further and we can do. It webinar, I can do a small short course on the members portal and help you learn more about this strategy. But really my suggestion is get to the property coach online dot online and there you can learn a lot about what we're doing and you can get started on your property journey because it's not just about knowing strategies, it's about knowing the systems and the processes and everything that else is that is involved with becoming a property investor. That's really key to getting you started in your property journey. So take a look in the description of this of this episode and below this below this recording, and you'll see some links to the course, and you'll see some details about what the course what is involved in the course. And hopefully, I'll see you there. And let us know what about what you think about these new episodes. It really is a nice opportunity for us to try and educate a little more on the podcast. And I want to see if you guys want more of this. And if you don't want more of this, let me know, and we'll see what else we can do. 
Till the next time, happy investing. Thank you for joining us on Prop Chat, brought to you by SA Property Investors Network. Make sure you visit their website, www.sapropertynetwork.com, where you will find ebooks, webinars, newsletters, training videos, property assessment tools, event tickets, and much more. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll never miss a show. SA Property Investors Network, a place where property investors meet. Connect today, expand tomorrow.